All right, welcome back, Combine Performance Podcasters, with your host here, Michael Pinky. Got our next guest on deck, Andrew Hannon, fitness performance specialist at Premier Fitness, or PFS, as we know. Yep. Uh, say hello. Hello, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, wanted to get wanted to get you on for a while. I mean, we we share a, a lot of the similarities in the, in the business as of clients, people we know, who we work with, all that, and we're blocks from each other, right? Yeah. So we've been kind of going through this journey um, simultaneously, if you will. Yeah. We stopped about five years now. Yeah. You've been yep. there. Been out here. And I remember we talked to you, but we almost bought bought part of your building, or we're yeah. gonna move on this side. Yeah. This yeah. Side not to, but. Yeah, it's so kind of, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we've always been kind of in the similar space mindset. Uh, everybody's kind of going after the same goal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all roughly around the same age, right? Working the same thing. So it's been fun watching watching you guys grow. But I wanted to get you on because one, you're you're pretty prevalent on social media. You got a lot of content out there. Yeah. You're putting it out there. Um, besides just showing up every day for your clients, but really putting it out there for them to be accountable with the exercise having them uh, content for them to really show up and, and continue to do what they do outside of being with you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's go back though. So, you know, I don't, I don't know the early history of you. I met you down here really. Yeah. Um, with interactions. Let's go way back. How'd you get into this field? Way back. Um, so Where I are you from? From Kansas originally. Okay. Um, started as just a general personal trainer. Started at Lifetime Fitness actually. In, oh, nice. uh, it's called Lonexa, Kansas. And Again, that's out of college. I didn't really want to be a personal trainer. I kind of not demised them, but I wanted to work more with athletes, kind of more of the sports performance side. But um, I was getting my master's after basketball and baseball, and you know, I just thought that school wasn't for me anymore. So I was ready to work. So I turned my resume in at Lifetime, and so they had a personal training opening. It was a good background for me, athletic background. So I just wanted to learn more about it and start making money, obviously. But um, and then after two years of working there, I read more on TPI and golf fitness and learned more about the pros kind of working with trainers. So I kind of started doing more research on that and I knew a lot about the body, but need to learn more about this, you know, the swing mechanics and kinematic sequence and all that stuff. So I just wanted to start physical with, with a lot of the general public that like to play golf. So I started doing more screens at, at lifetime than I got. So what? what- Right there, though. So you went to TPI or started studying TPI? Sorry, just kind of looking at it, researching a little bit. I didn't got from just the, just the fitness standpoint. Or were mm-hmm. you interested in golf even then? I mean, yeah, I, play, I hacked it around a little bit growing up. Yeah, I didn't play, you know, tournaments or anything. I was kind of more the other three sports side: football, basketball, baseball. Um, but I always liked to play just leisurely. Yeah, I didn't get too serious about it until really, you know, into my early twenties and really serious, more concentrated on my swing when I moved out here and just learning more about. Golf so, in general. So what intrigued you first about the golf space? Was, um, it, was it the TPI stuff, the crossover? Or? It was mostly, I thought it was just a good market. It was a good niche for me to get into. Gotcha. Um, I just thought it wasn't brand new then, but to me it was new. And especially with the TPI stuff, I mean, we've met, you know, Greg Rose and um, the other guy that, that started TPI, I forgot his name, but um, we met them a couple months ago. And I mean, they were doing that since, you know, early late 90s early 2000s so yeah. again it's it's not new it was new to me back then but you know just intriguing about you know the body in general and you know i thought i could help golfers in a way that i, I thought that they weren't getting especially the general public um so once i started doing that learned more about flexibility mobility stability this core strength 
and then jumping into TPI about two years later, that's when I switched companies and started doing more like golf specific stuff and country gotcha. clubs in my area. So um, once I was ready to kind of really, you know, this is really something I want to get into, I kind of jumped upon, you know, Greg and Brandon and, you know, they were hiring and I thought we were ready to make a move out of Kansas. So that's when me and my wife now decided to make the move and moved out here with not knowing anybody and kind of take that chance. So how'd you, how'd you even find, how'd Greg you find Brandon? them? Yeah. How'd you um, find them decide to come funny here? TPI again, I mean, I got an email just uh, saying that, you know, in their job market, they were hiring, looking for a golf fitness gotcha. trainer. Um, I was TPI certified by then. That's why I was getting those emails and I found it was a perfect, you know, we wanted warm, warm weather, wanted to get out of the cold. It's a nice transition. Uh, yeah, it was a great, great transition. So I actually just sent my resume into Greg and two days later he gave me a call. It was about, you know, four or five months interview process over the phone, FaceTime. They flew me out here for an interview and then thought it would be a good fit. And that was, again, that was five years ago. That's awesome. Crazy, yeah. I mean, as you know, probably in this business, retention rates, uh, it is tough to keep mm -hmm. trainers position. Yeah. So five years in one spot's really good. It's been, yeah, it's Testament been right to probably both your team and just you. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks man. Um, so let's, so you're you're moving to Scottsdale now. Mm -hmm. You're really into that golf space. You really, are, your attention's on like, I'm, I have something that I think that's missing, right? And I can help in there. So you, you've gone to PFS mm -hmm. and when you get there, What's the goal? Are you going to try to create a golf platform or you just wanted to train? I think it was just more of just that's where I wanted to be the focus and really focus on that niche. You know, they, PFS and Greg, they kind of started building that, that golf niche at the at PFS. So they had a few golfers that were coming in. They started a golf class, but I think my role was really kind of jump in and kind of help elevate it a little bit because I had that background and I had some success back home with some of the, you know, especially country club players are a big niche and big market. So I was working with country club players back back in Kansas. So I think that was a big, big hit for me to get hired there. But also just, you know, my style of training and just overall knowledge with mobility and just strength and athletic background, I think that helped too. So with the class, I just, you know, for one, with the social media stuff, I just started posting every day and just in class just to, you know, focus on what golfers really need, which is, you know, mobility, strength, and flexibility at, at overall, but, you know, in a group, I think that's where, you know, around that area, just no, no one was seeing that yet. Yeah. So we started getting more, you know, mini tour players in, some of the Cactus Tour girls, and um, right now we just have, you know, a few players, but mostly it's kind of that country club, kind of amateur golfer, a few pros in there, here and there, and that's kind of where it started, and now it's just kind of blown up since then. We got a few pros, and we worked with a few pros, and still are big markets, country club, and regular player, along with other athletes now are transitioning to baseball, but yeah. um, what, that's what, where I started. What, if anything, has been the biggest surprise to you or and or just similarity in training somebody in just performance, just mm -hmm. movement, flexibility, all that we talked about? Mm -hmm. What are some main differences that may have shocked you and or just so much similarities from being a guy that grew up in you know the three sport there? Yeah. And really just later on getting into golf mm -hmm. did you find it hard to transition because you didn't quite understand the sport or because you know the body is that like your center point like when you know that well you can really help yeah. anybody yeah i think i started learning more when i started applying it to myself you yeah. know being a performance athlete and especially when started out just being a trainer you know especially in the early 20s that's what everyone kind of wants is 
you know, they want to bench press this much, they want to look this way, they want <laughs> yeah, aesthetics, yeah. they want abs. So that's kind of how I kind of train people, not in, in a reckless way, but the more I learn, the more, you know, what's more important to people to be able to, you know, fit good in their shirts or look good on the beach or, you know, down the line investment in, can I move better when I, you know, I'm a grandfather or, you know, be able to pick up my kids when, you know, I'm older. Yeah. So I'd start applying that to myself and, you know, when I moved out here, it's just like they kind of went through the Edo stuff and the old mobility. We didn't really get in the FRC yet. So Edo is more of the overall, that's where you see a lot of like the crawling movement, all the weird spine stuff that we do. Yeah. They started, they did, Greg and Brandon did a certification where that's where they learned all that stuff. And when I started applying that, I was like, shit, I like, I can't do any of this stuff. Like I could barely hang myself on a bar or even, um, you know, gymnastic rings. Like I was so tight and stiff that okay, I need to learn how to do this myself before I know how to really apply it to, to golfers and training. Again, I had the knowledge of it and some mobility, um, you know, education with like bands and, you know, certain, you know, movements, but nothing like, you know, I've learned now gotcha. back then. So. Let's talk about that while we're on the topic. Uh, <clears throat> I think some people's perception of what fit and healthy is, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, I think it's relative, right? Whoever's sure. thinking about it. But I think overall... You know, when you, when, if I would see you in public, I'd say, oh, this guy's fit, he's mm-hmm. healthy, he works on all this stuff. But something I just keyed on what you said was, I started doing these movements and they're really hard. If not, I couldn't do them at all. Yeah. And I think that's a, probably a missed thing with a lot of our athletes or just the country club players more because they, they see it as, you know, if I'm building some muscle, I'm looking a little better, if I'm losing weight, I'm in a good position. Yeah. But as you know, and, you just kind of alluded to that's not always the case right like there's yeah. a lot of just flexibility treatment and joint health and like things that really need to go along with it so yeah for sure i think it's obviously it depends on the, the person and their you know self-awareness of really what they need or is their mindset they see you know brooks Kepler looks a certain way or dj's flexible his swing looks this way so that's what that's what I need to do or what's he right. doing to emulate what I can incorporate into my, you know, workout plan or someone like, you know, super fit or like they see a golfer on the range, it's like, and they hit it a million miles and right. they want to ask them, okay, what do you do for fitness or how you swing that fast? And the guy right away says, oh, I just lift weights and that's it. So that's <laughs> their mind says, okay, right, that's right. what I need to do. So again, it's going to depend on the person making sure they do their due diligence of their research and really what their body needs. And sometimes it's just, um, you know, some mobility work, getting with a professional and just making sure, okay, this is what you need, this is what you want. Okay, let's figure out and kind of combine the two. And I think that's the art of our business, making sure that, you know, you see something, you kind of keep up with the trends, but also provide that person like, look, this is, you can't get in this position, you can't look like DJ, but, you know, for your swing, your body, this is this is what we can try to do. And you're going to play better and stay on the course and stay yeah. healthy and not get hurt. That's awesome. So what are your, what are your, some of your key attribute uh, to your success in knowing this earlier being suffered sooner with a client mm-hmm. to know that hey man even because we know some people come in with an idea of what they want sure and sometimes not where they should be or where you would bring them mm-hmm. what are some of the keys you have for success that helps you be really balanced with giving them what they came in for maybe the beach muscle mm-hmm. but really protecting their overall build health movement long-term, like picking the kids up when they're older, even if that's not what they asked you for. Yeah, I think, you know, that's just, 
all respect and, and credit to what kind of Greg and Brandon have, have done with just their brand and you know us just kind of making sure we stay consistent of really what our philosophy is you know and then when people walk in the door they kind of see this on our website or social media they kind of know what to expect but still don't really understand it but at the same time when they come in this for one just listen to them okay what is important to them what do they want to accomplish and is that you know is that something that we can do and help with you know based on what we see you know and then what we see through screening that we've learned through certifications with FRC with TPI with you know a lot of stuff that we're learning now with you know, Bill Hartman, Dr. Pat Davidson with breathing and rib cage, pelvis position. So this is kind of picking fruits from each kind of philosophy that we kind of put into our own brand. And that way we can kind of work with all certain types of people. So they come in, they want, you know, they see something, like you said, they want, you know, they want to get stronger. They want to look a certain way, right? but they come in with, you know, six back surgeries, you know, they mess up their ankle and they're 65 years old just because they see, you know, an old guy on, social media doing something they want to look like him so it's our right, job right. to kind of you know help them educate them like look we can get you to that point but it's going to take some time we're not going to get it tomorrow but this is what we can do based on you kind of understand what our philosophy is and what you've seen and what you've read about us so kind of our, our job is kind of educate them show them the value and then afterwards kind of reevaluate okay is this a good fit for both of us so your messaging is really key to like the pre-messaging, what you guys are putting out, content, mm -hmm. website. So they kind of, they know a little bit coming in what to expect, and then you're just filling in the, the blanks. The blanks. Yeah. So you don't have to do as much work of of really being like, look, we have to go on this road because. Yeah, exactly. I think we don't, that's where it kind of makes it easy, not to a selling point, but again, that's kind of what we've spent this last, you know, since I've been here five years, is kind of building that reputation and brand where, you know, we do have some high quality athletes. We have some good players in there, but also the country club members, mini tour players that have stick around. We kind of built that rapport. They see results and then yeah. that's, they're telling their buddies or, you know, the members the same thing. So it's this kind of also connection relationships that we do have and built and, you know, always taking care of those people too. So that's good. That's a good segue into uh, retention. So okay. retention and fitness, you know, in general fitness, you come from lifetime, you understand like everybody, everybody's hyped. Mm -hmm. To get started with fitness mm -hmm. and get healthy, and then you saw you see always see that massive die off. Yeah, right? it's a joke of like the new year. Valentine's Day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a joke of the new year and getting ready for a new new year and through Valentine's Day. Um, you're in a little, little bit of a different business now, right? It's mm -hmm. a little more specialized and sure. personalized. Yeah, but you're still in that business. Uh, what are the key things for retention for you personally and for the brand as a whole? It's a good question, man. I think I mean Brandon were talking about this the other day and how important that is and just you know, I kinda kinda call it, you know, hunting and farming, where it's just like you always wanna kinda search for new business. You want the people to come through the door and always kinda searching for, you know, obviously new clients, but you know, you gotta take care of your people too. And that's where you know, you know, making sure that you're following up with their progress and you know, paying attention to what's important to them, whether it's yeah, it's their they're coming in to see us to get better, but also like, hey, you know, how's your family? Or I heard your, you know, grandson had a birthday yesterday, how'd that go? Just kind of remembering those little things. Yeah. I think that really, you know, helps with the retention and, you know, and making sure that, you know, that professional relationship, but also that friendship's still kind of there. And to the point of, um, you know, they're coming in, they're always getting a, you know, a valuable service. Cause it's like, like you said, it's pretty, we have a niche market, so it's, it's not cheap to work with us. Right. But at the same time, you know, we take care of them like they're, 
you know, it's like it's their first their first time coming in. Whether it's we're with them for five years or six years, we're always trying to treat them with, you know, it's a valuable service with respect and then give them a good workout, but also not be robots. You know, we're, yeah. we're people too. So I, that's, I like that. Yeah. So the, I like this the hunting and farming. I mean, it's it is what you invest in the the people you do have. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes, especially in small business, we we really try to search out getting more clients. Mm-hmm. And we've put a lot of focus on getting more people on door. Yeah. And forget sometimes that the people in the house already. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of them yeah, because they they are your salespeople. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a really good point. It's a good observation. I mean, that keep people take care of the people you have and close to you because they can be your 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 yeah, sales. Bread right? and butter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so um, going forward, so some of the stuff you guys been doing, uh, you know, you're you're really good at media, pumping a lot of content out. You have an app as well. You guys yeah. put out. Is, is that to the consumer? Is that a follow up on stuff, or is it separate than what you do? Or uh, so this is something we started utilizing, putting out there about a couple of years ago. So we use Exercise.com, which has helped us. They build an app and kind of a website for us, and that's where people that don't obviously don't live in the area or can't come and see us, they have the opportunity to kind of do or programs that we build or exercise and philosophy that we use that they can take with them wherever they're at. So it started out for, with, you know, the clients that we do have. So when they're not with us here, here's our app, here's the exercise we did. And I'll take that. And these are the things you do on your off day that you're not in with us. And now gotcha. it's kind of blown up to, I mean, I get messages every day just asking about which, which, you know, I have about 20 plans out now where people can one time purchase them or they can work with me you know, individualized where I build an individualized plan like they're, it's like personal training really. So it's more remote. So I think that's, I know we're probably going to talk about, you know, what's kind of the next step. I think that's in the eye, especially with um, stuff like Peloton, the mirror, all that stuff that's coming yeah, out right? like five years down the line. Like, you know, that could take my job. So it's like, how do I keep up with the online and digital Or how do trend? you become the guy in the mirror? Exactly. Yeah. And this, or you know, instead of the mirror where it's not personalized as someone in front of you. Yeah. I have the brand already. They know me. Okay, this is what I've come out with. So it's just like building that reputation where, you know, they're still thinking about our business and our service where it's like, oh, shit, I could do this, you know, at home now. Or it's like, oh, I'm moving away. I can't come to PFS anymore. Where here's the opportunity to do it on your phone, iPad. Building you know, into desktop, the future a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, Letting your clients know you guys are invested yeah, in but also this the change. Be able to provide you know, workouts and services for people that can't, for one, you know, maybe it's a little price for them to come see us one-on-one. Then now they have you, here's $30. This is what the workout right. looks like when you see in my class. Here's the exact same thing. You can take it on your own. Right. So that was kind of the, the goal and the next steps, obviously kind of taking that to the next level. and So grow, growing access for everybody, really. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You can't afford to be here maybe four times a week, but you can be a part of our philosophy. Yeah. Here's Still. one time a week, and then yeah. here's you know an extra outlet you can take to your own house or love that you know your own gym that you you know go to every day. Love that. You got to pour into the accountability, right? Like we said, mm-hmm. people people like to have windows or short period of times dieting, yeah. working out. It's like I'm gonna do it for two weeks, yeah, and then you know you don't see anybody again. So that's a good way to keep options open for retention. Absolutely, love yeah. that. Yeah, love that. So let's talk about some of your. I want to talk about some of your accomplishments. Um, you know accolades from the industry also personal ones for you like mm-hmm. what what are some of the biggest ones the biggest wins for you personally you've seen it doesn't have to be certification or yeah. award but maybe with a client or what are some of the everyday big awards you see being in this business why why you love showing up um 
That's a good question, man. There's a lot of things. I think for one, for me personally, if I'm going to get personal, just moving out here not knowing anybody. And now um, to the point where, you know, I've gained a lot of friendships, relationships with the people I've worked with. So now, you know, this blesses, you know, to play golf with some of them, you know, be able to play some of the best courses in the world. And also just overall go with me and my wife now. I mean, we just bought a house three weeks ago. So that was nice. always kind of a goal, you know, that, you know, it's always tough when you see friends at home that's starting families, they're living in houses. So we just kind of yeah. kept our head down, kept grinding. And now we're in that position where, you know, we're able to afford a home. So that's kind of the one big wins for us. And also the last couple of years we've been, me and Greg been noticing Golf Digest with being the top 50 golf fitness trainers in the in the U.S. So that's obviously a big accomplishment. And, and you, you know, got I, that. Let's let's hit on that quick. You, you've already had that twice. Yeah, two times. So. You know, I know we talked about before, but they did it in 2018. We were noticed, and then they skipped last year, and they just did it again. Last this this last issue, they were, we recognized us yeah. again. So, um, I mean, that was pretty cool. Obviously, I, I don't think maybe there's maybe we talked about why they did that. But maybe maybe there was nobody better in that year. <laughs> maybe who's <laughs> like taking his ass? Maybe pick the, the same guys, but <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think that, that hopefully they'll start doing it more annually because there's a lot of professionals out there that still aren't noticed, and I think yeah, yeah especially as much as the golf fitness industry is growing, especially with players, you know, they're traveling with a lot of guys now. They have a lot of guys that do everything from massage therapy to PT to right. their swing coach. They're starting to build a team now around, you know, fitness and how they feel. And I think that's the future of golf. But uh, And they're all important to the end result, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. everybody should get – it's usually the golf instructor who gets the credit for years, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not like just now teams have been developed. Yeah. Players have had it forever, but – you never heard about the trainer. You yeah. never heard about the psych guy. Maybe these things are more prevalent now, and it is it is just important for you know as me as a golf instructor to have a really good guy working on the body yeah. to help me do my job. Exactly. Not so I'm, I'm glad they started adding that, and it testament for what you guys are doing. To be honest, so yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's great, man. So that was, that was pretty that was pretty cool. You noticing that? That's a big probably one of the big ones. And then what's a what's a you know in this industry I always say golf's the ultimate connector. I mean, it's the one thing where it doesn't matter what you did in your career in your life if you're good enough at golf you can end up playing golf with the president sure, or yeah. and actually you never people you would never meet otherwise mm -hmm. in this industry what's cool about golf itself because yeah. it's an individualized sport and you don't have to get into the stadium to play with these people yeah. golf courses are everywhere, everywhere so yeah. you can randomly get paired with somebody cool through members like you said get to play some of the best courses mm -hmm. what's one of your coolest moments for you just playing golf in general? Just yeah, like in the golf world. Here. I think you, you, you played golf or maybe a course player or who you play with or even in your industry, somebody you got to meet because of, of this industry. Of, of golf yeah. and fitness. Yeah, what was industry. a cool just, moment for you? Oh, man. I mean, there's so many. I think just the opportunity to, you know, some of the players that we do work with, sometimes they ask us you know, to either travel with them or against some of the best courses. So even last, I think a couple of years ago, we went out to Pebble just as a, me, Greg, and Brandon went just to follow our guys and just walk, kind of watch them. So it's just like I never thought in the world I'd be able to go out to Pebble Beach to watch and walk the course and watch some of these guys. And That's pretty cool. That kind of leads up to the guys that they know, so that Pebble Beach. And, um, of course, we're watching Kevin Stream. We'll walk with them and then meet up for him for, for dinner the next night and be able to his, – his partner's always Larry Fitzgerald, so that's kind of a cool opportunity to meet him. Such a, such a cool guy, so that's probably one of the, you know, probably – cool moments that I can think of off the yeah, top of my head. It's just the people they know and giving us the 
you know, a, a gesture just to travel with them and then walk with them and yeah. meet the people that they know and play with. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, we're, we're pretty blessed in this industry, I would yeah. say, because through a connection or two, we're pretty close to almost everything, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think also, you know, one of my most rewarding things in this business is just the everyday Joe. Mm -hmm. They they get so jacked up about the small, sure. smaller things. Mm -hmm. Whereas we work with players sometimes that are really good or tour players. It's their it's their expectation level, right? Sometimes it's not oh little wins are like expected. Yeah. I, I love what you say about starting with experience of country club players and like really seeing your work mm -hmm. show up. For sure. I think that's harder sometimes than having a an elite athlete walk in your door and helping them. Yeah. Because sometimes they're helping you help them and exactly yeah but they're, to really change an ordinary person and mm -hmm. watch them say things to you like you know yeah. I'm, I'm running around the yard with my kids again or, yeah that's that's probably the biggest thing i think I told people that like obviously weight loss and health is a big thing but if someone loses a massive amount of weight obviously that's a good accomplishment but in a way you know if someone else does that or they see another trainer do i'm excited for them but for me that doesn't get excited for me it's more of hey i can just from working with you, I can walk 18 now and play tomorrow pain-free when, you know, Huge. a year ago I couldn't even walk nine or ride nine. Huge. So things like that where it's just like, okay, we're improving their life to the point of like, you know, I'm a part of it, but it's something they can sustain for a while compared to like when, you know, you see weight loss really quick, usually it comes back just as quick just because of, yeah. the, like you said, the accountability. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, they kind of get off track. Our short-term goals. Yeah, but if you see something kind of progress the last people I work with two, three years, knowing that, you know, they're still getting better. It might not have come as fast as they wanted, but now that they're seeing the results and they're older and they're playing better because of it, I think that's, yeah, that's one of the rewarding things. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, it, it kind of, you know, most of our most of our knowledge of everybody today is through some kind of platform, website, yep. social media, all that stuff. That's just how we live, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel like you know somebody, you've never met them in person. Get you meet in person, that kind of yeah. is awkward. You're like, I, I kind of know you, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've just been watching you. Mm -hmm. um, but what I've noticed from your stuff, particularly, is like on your media, you put a lot of content out for your, just your, your base of like you doing the things, right? Mm -hmm. And then sharing with them. But what I notice a lot about your stuff too is the people that you train that reshare what you're sharing with them. Sure, yeah. Which is a which is pretty massive. Like to to have somebody put out. Most of our social media worlds really, it's self-maximizing. Yeah. A lot of people's well, it's likes based, and it's yeah, like, oh, I didn't get so, enough this time, so I got to post right. something better. Yeah. So to watch somebody put something on their page that's about you, that's pretty cool. Uh, good test, great testament to what it's doing to them sure. internally, not physically as much, but mentally as well. Like, yeah. Which is a pretty cool. I like I like seeing that, and you get a lot of that like through your feeds. Yeah, I'll, you know I think with social media, it's such, it's such a it's a tough thing, especially with self-esteem and a lot of, you know, a lot of obviously teenagers are, you know, I don't want to say this and be political, but getting really depressed about it just because they see, you know, something that their friend's doing, they're not a part yeah. of it, so they, can, they, they get FOMO. So it's just like I try to make sure that I'd be relatable as possible, be true to myself, and then always trying to include that, like, I'm not bigger than anyone else. So yeah, yeah. even my... Know, friends back home if they comment something make sure I engage back with them or if my wife posts something about you know an exercise that I did that today that she saw on my page you know I reposted just to make her feel included and then you know the clients that I work with again they see the athletes that come in or the players that come in like you know again we're not bigger than anyone else so it's like whatever yeah. you do that you do with my stuff or you know that that 
means a lot to me almost more to the point of like you sharing that to the people that you know follow your stuff or to your family like that's a big deal so it's just like i want to reward that just even if it's a simple post or clap comment or emoji like that's, yeah, yeah i think like you said that's a big deal to a lot of people that might not get that that often just from the, the yeah, from the psychology era, right the era that we live in now yes yeah. that's the culture so if they they get a certain hit of like okay that feels good if they get a comment or the hey nice job jamie right. from, that's a cool exercise or yeah. the reverse of you know hate comments or people just go out of their way to say something i think that's where a lot of people shy away from it where it's just yeah. like they don't want to share too much because they're afraid of the the hate that they might get it's just like for me like i don't get too much of it but when i do like i try to be respectful and empathy of hey you know i appreciate the comment i'll make sure to do better and yeah. you know usually they come back with like wow thanks man i really appreciate that i won't try to be mean but you know, they kind of wait for your reaction before they say anything else. Well, outside of face-to-face, uh, texting, any any content that's written is always context of the person reading, right? Yeah. Too. Sometimes it's written and you read it from where you're sitting at that space, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you take it as a insult or yeah. a Quick regression reaction. or what's, yeah. 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 And that's a lot of this, this disconnection, too. But so staying on top of it and commenting it back, regardless mm-hmm. of how you comment, it's huge, right? I think so, yeah. That's that's pretty big. Um, they take out they take time out of their way to, to say something like they saw it. Usually, I mean, we're probably both guilty of scrolling too fast. Like, oh, that looks cool, and then scroll back up instead oh, of really engaging yeah. with like that was cool yeah. and, and letting that person know. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I mean, one of my one of my big projects this year is that exactly that. Mm-hmm. Like spending more time in and 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 letting just people know in the moment, dude, that's great post or yeah. cool, that great job. Yeah, because it is time spent, right? It is mm-hmm. time spent. They're putting out there for a reason whether it's to, to touch people's lives or with or just to get attention yeah either way yeah, they've spent way. time on it right for sure yeah uh, so that's 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 a big one um so in in uh in moving forward like what do you what do you see besides you talk about the digital platforms the apps getting ahead of that stuff mm-hmm. but in, in this moment what are you excited about for this year coming up what do you that, that you're doing you on horizon maybe some personal goals what are you super pumped about right now that's it's got you waking up every day a little earlier man i mean i, mean, I work up i wake up early anyway <laughs> no you're think, always, yeah i'm I always think, an hour two hours behind your post yeah. your first post in the morning so i think you know what is the next step of of that i think that's kind of what you know i'm not a big goal writer especially like on december 31st i'm always kind of you know All take year. it day by day yeah it's the process that counts and you know every day kind of brings a new challenge and you know, reward. So just make sure I keep on top of that. And I think a goal for me this year was kind of be more, more present. I think I really hit home last year with the digital stuff and social media and really concentrate on, you know, people I don't know, especially people I, I try to reach. Like I said, always trying to get the new business or the new follower or whatever. I really focus on that. Now I think this year is more of, you know, building more in-person relationships, you know, make sure I keep up with the relationships that I have, whether it's with family, you know, old friends, yep. relationship, wife. Um, I think that's one of my goals and doing more, you know, kind of one-on-one stuff. So digital age and social media is always going to be there. I think I just more focus on it. Yeah, but more focus on it when I am kind of in the zone to work and at the studio or, you know, okay, this is my time at the gym. I'm not going to post an exercise. I'm just going to get my workout in because it's for myself. I'm not always thinking like, oh, I have to post the next thing just because, you know, someone's missing out or oh, this is cool. I'm going to take time to do this. So more time for myself. Like I said, taking a half day today just to kind yeah, of recharge. Yeah. Which then, is super hard. It is really hard. <laughs> I think two years ago I would have been like, oh, no way. But I think I need to do it for myself and that way I'm ready to go for next week and just kind of keep, keep grinding. Yeah. 
that's good. That's that's good. Uh, what's what is? I think uh, on the goal standpoint, I think like you said, I, I wanted to bring it up because you you mentioned like I'm not the thirty first guy, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we get caught up as a culture of being the reset new year. Yeah. You know, do you have any suggestions to people? Do you journal? Do you do anything that's that keeps you focused on the day to day to build up the overall? Like, you know, we got to be thinking about all the time, not waiting yeah. to the end of the year and and trying to reset our sins, if you will. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna stop doing this, or 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 I'm gonna I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and setting really unrealistic goals for ourselves, sure. like, yeah. like a beyond, and setting ourselves up for failure, and that's why we kind of quit. Yeah. Early. What's what's worked for you to keep, you know, your day to day grind and make your goals like this yeah. all the way through the year? Yeah, I think it's just developing good habits. And you know, I don't have any expectations for anybody, or to the point of, you know, you don't have to wake up really like me. Like I don't, I, I don't expect you to do that to be any type of, you know, a successful person. But that works for me. Like I have to, yeah, I have to eat in the morning. I have to get up. I get up. 3.30 by 4 just because that's what that's kind of what gets me going throughout the day so it's kind of more developing good routines good habits you know that's what I've been doing for years I didn't used to be a morning person but now that I am and knowing that you know someone's waking up at 4.30 to come see me like that's that puts a lot of not pressure but just that's my mind says I don't want to let this person down gotcha and that's kind of a, a negative way of looking at it but this that's kind of what drives me you know always not Making that's sure actually, I'm, that's I'm, good though. Yeah, I'm there for the person because they're getting up to see me. They pay for this hour, so if it's at yeah. five a.m., I'm gonna be there for them and be there before they are. And I think that's the habit you develop over time. But then taking the the awareness for me is just like if, if I have a gap in my day, like I'm gonna utilize it. Where it's just like if I go to Starbucks and sit down and do nothing, like that's what I'm gonna do to recharge. And during that time, it could be listening to a podcast or, or journaling just to kind of recap. Okay, this last six hours. How was yeah. it? And then be able to, you know, take the wins from that. And then that night, come do the same thing. Make sure you're present at home. Don't kind of take work with you. And, you know, make sure you're getting your sleep. You know, if you want to turn off by, you know, watching game TV, that's that's what I do. Yeah. And it's not for everybody, but that's kind of what the routines I developed and, it, and it's worked for myself. So, so each its own. You're not preaching one way of life. No, Follow my everyone's. I don't know anyone. Everyone else is like, I can't. Yeah, I can't. nights, morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like they want to be an early, early person. I want to be able to get up like you and, and work out. It's like, okay, that's great. So how can you start? You know, start getting up yeah. a little bit early. Start with a 30 minute walk, come back, and, you know, that's good enough. I think some people just think they should go all out the first two days and then they get burned out. And that, like you said, that's where expectations are, are not met. You have to kind of start small, start small and, you know, if it's getting up early and not doing anything, that's a start. Yeah. Then you can kind of build up to, okay, I'm going to get to the gym on Tuesday and do what I can. And then throughout the years and days, months, like that's where you start getting better with it, finding people that kind of have the related same goal, start meeting people if it's a workout goal, but it's going to be different for everybody. So it's like I can't give advice for those that I don't know. I know what works for me, and, you know, just have to be self-aware of, you know, what the goal is really. Yeah. Like, and can you attain it? Yeah, based yeah. on the lifestyle that you've developed. Let's uh, let's shift over to a question on, I want the listeners to understand, you know, you know I tr- always try to get across the differences in, in quality of a service. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's important to sure. the consumer to know how, how can they know the difference walking in. So a brand new guy mm-hmm. is going looking for a trainer, goes online, 
your stuff comes up, the down the street comes up, this comes up, LA Fitness comes up, right? Yeah, like you sure. go from LA Fitness, which is like nine bucks a month or something, mm-hmm. to all the way to you guys, right? A little higher end. How does how does somebody new navigate through, ask the right questions maybe to themselves, to trainers they're with, to know earlier in the moment that they're at the right place or the wrong place? Yeah. And what money value really is. Yeah, no, that's that's great, man. That's great insight. Great question. I think again is there's so much stuff out there that you know it can be a little overwhelming to the point of so many gyms, so many services, so many trainers, and they see, okay, I'm gonna try this online guy that you know he's cheap, he provides meal plans, but it, I don't know if it's cookie cutter or not. Am I really getting something specific? So I think you know asking the questions of okay, what am I really looking for? What's the goal? Okay, what's what can I afford and then bring that into you know top three places that you're looking at so someone comes in with us I think a quality service is obviously greeting them at the door you know um, taking that time even if we are with a client like telling the client hey finish this step I'm gonna go talk to this person real quick you know ask them how they heard about us and then you know for one for me I'm not the greatest at you know walk-ins I can't I can't sell you on the spot so for me right. so it's like hey Usually we start with an hour consult. That's where we can really dive home on your goals and what's important to you. Let me get your information and we'll set something up next week. And usually that's a pretty good selling point. And then that's where the quality of the service comes in with, you know, really spending time on, you know, the screen, their goals, what's important to them, what they want to accomplish and what's their expectation for that hour. Yeah. And I try to, you know, accomplish that if it's, you know, I want to, you know, increase my swing speed by five mile an hour by this, this time, you know, it's more of like, my selling point is that I'm gonna try to help you feel better, you know, once you walk out compared to when you walked in. And usually that's okay. Let's let's get rolling. So I think that service and then follow ups and making sure they feel important. And then then once they start training, just you know don't push them to the side. So if you don't see that, if someone's looking for a service or a trainer and they don't expect that or don't really understand that's the quality of service, I think that's what they should look for. You know, just always make sure they listen to you what's the selling point and you know really are they going to help you get to where you where you want to go you know where can you find that that's yeah. there's all over the place but i think that's what you should look for it, is fitness a bit of a you get what you pay for industry or do you sell to just guys that just charge a lot and you still don't get but most generally speaking I, is I, it a bit of you get what you pay for i think so i mean i know a lot of good creators that you know you know charge a, you know i think a bargain and then there's others that you know charge out the ass and it's like how's this person like get away with this so I think too it's because with any industry whether it's finance or even you know golf fitting it's just like if they come in get a good service and it was expensive but then um, you know at the same time they kind of see something else where it's like okay I'm not getting that like but they've been with the same person for three years I think that's on them to take that leap of like okay I gotta try to find something different so I think in the fitness industry that's what we see a lot yeah they think what they're getting is it's good, and then for one, they've established a relationship with the trainer or a friendship, they, so they feel bad for leaving. Or they feel like, hey, this works for me. You know, I might be in pain a lot, but I don't want to leave, you know, Jeff here just because yeah. I built this relationship. And, you know, if the trainer's not doing their due diligence of re-educating and relearning new philosophies or always kind of not always changing stuff up, but, um, you know, always providing somewhat service. They're not on their phone on the floor. They're not... Know, talk with another trainer as they're going through the service I think that's that's kind of what you have to look for and that's what you pay for if you're paying 
sometimes Pay, yeah. 20 bucks for the hour or if it's a group setting like you're not gonna get any because you got at that level too you guys respect your time as well it's not like you're just in the service to everybody walk in also you have respect enough for your time that it's like hey we're here to train mm-hmm. phones away exactly yeah right no, there's, there's rules right yeah um yeah so the roi question always comes up to us we get a lot of that mm-hmm. back with our business with fitness everything's like well, how do you, how do you, with everything out, yeah, I if I go to Golf this. Tech for a lesson or come there, Golf Tech, I can get a package, might they come down to like 40 bucks a session, mm-hmm. or it's 150 here, it's like, what? And, and listening to you guys, and I know, know you guys a long time, mm-hmm. and watch it, like, I think what people need to understand too, the ROI, the, that return on the money you spend extra, is the things like, they're calling you at night, they're texting you, checking up on you, how's your family, holding you accountable. It's not just the, session time yeah but it's everything that goes around it that keeps you accountable as a human being yeah to stay longer i think yeah i think so and to what sure you know being in the studio long hours and you know if we keep learning and keep getting better and stuff pops up like getting noticed like golf digest or um other magazines or even social media if that starts to blow up which kind of has like them understanding like okay their 8 a.m time slots pretty valuable to know they know that Okay, I right. recognize that you're getting this recognition. I want to keep my spot. So that's where they start kind of... That's a good point. Yeah, they start understanding how valuable our time is. I like that. That's, yeah, especially... That's, that's a good... I, I love I love seeing insights from every angle, right? Like mm-hmm. understanding it's, it's not always just a consumer. It's not always just a teacher. It's not yeah. always the business and platform. Yeah. It's, it's a combination of all these things that are important. Yeah, I think it's just... In the industry, this is what we learn in, you know, business education once, supply and demand. So it's just like they know... Yeah. You know, our service is kind of demand right now, especially how hot golf is. You know, Tiger's doing well, so people get excited. And then you know, players coming up, people want to swing harder with yeah. Matt Wolf, all the young guys coming in. Phil so, hitting bombs. Phil hitting bombs, <laughs> so they get excited. It's like, sure, I'm going to get a trainer. Then, yeah. you know, they might have talked to us three years ago. Not, Which is not, nice, right? Yeah, the older they get, they're hitting bombs. It's yeah. good for our business. Yeah, exactly. So That's yeah, great. That's cool. Um, so walk us through, walk the, the listeners through, uh, what is everything offered today at PFS? So obviously our big big service is one-on-one. Um, that's where we get a lot of our business and a lot of um, you know specific time for especially a lot of people that want to come in that have specific needs. That's yep. where we get, we have. That's your baby, that's your That's core, our baby, right? yeah. The five trainers, in my head, five, six, six trainers on staff. We, got, we just hired a PT, so now we have another resource we can use that people are, that are really in pain. We can Beautiful. kind of shove to her, yeah. Not shove, but give, and kind of here's our extra extra resource. And then uh, we also have group classes as well. We have two spots for so we're right across the lot where we do our group classes. So that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday is my my golf class where it could be anywhere from eight to you know fourteen people. So what times are those at? Monday, Wednesday, Friday at six a.m. Six so a.m. early. Yeah, and they also have a, another group class more for kind of general public Monday through Thursday at nine thirty and and five thirty. Nice. Yep. And Friday at nine thirty as well. So those are the services that we provide. Uh, we have one client that does yoga, but one time a month as well. So, but our big, big baby, yeah, our big baby is uh, is one on one. And I know so you guys, you guys will host situational events too. Some mm-hmm. have people yeah. come in, professionals, right, mm-hmm. as well at the facility. Yeah, so and that's had, all on calendar. Or how do you guys um, get that? Usually, we'll, we'll put out an announcement, media. especially if it's um, someone like a seminar coming in or a cert like we had Dr. Pat Davis had come in yeah. a couple months ago and then sometimes um, um, I 
can't. Who's remember. you have the ice, uh, ice man? Yeah, Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah that's that kind was... of out of the ordinary type of <laughs> yeah. person that will come in. Um, I think this year we're going to have PRI, which is a lot of the philosophy we start using now, especially for yeah. breeding and, and golfers and pain management, and also performance as well. So I think we're going to have a PRI workshop this year. Cool. And um, Catherine Roberts has done a lot of stuff with her yoga yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. so you know, it kind of uses great. our spot. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I, I, I want everybody to understand like this is this is what we try to do to push the envelope is if you see a price, you got to ask the questions because there's a lot more that goes into it. A lot more that the individuals do at some of these businesses where they're constantly pushing their own education, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to get smarter. We're trying to invest in our own time. And as you know, certification courses aren't cheap. No. You know, you can spend 600, 800, three grand to go. Travel somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Travel somewhere and go and, and invest in yourself. So when you see a higher Price. I mean, the questions I, I feel like you always ask is like, versus why is it so much higher? Mm-hmm. And if you're with somebody worth their their weight at all or, or worth their ass, like they're gonna let you know. Like, look, man, our guys are all going through this. We invest in in this. Yeah. We bring in the experts too, yeah. so we can learn and you can learn. Reputation. Yeah. Um, and I love that about you guys. So I mean, that's that's when you gotta see if you look at a price. It's not just like, oh, these guys are super expensive because they're in Scottsdale. Yeah. That's not the case. Sometimes it is. Yeah. With you guys knowing you, it's not the case, right? It's, look, you're in the market, but also there's a lot to be spent, right? Yeah. It's no joke. You guys have spent this money to be spent to provide the best for the clients. Yeah. I think that's our job, too, to kind of let people know, like, not to push our reputation or our brand, but that's where consistency of, like, where people's attention at, obviously, is their phone, social media. So it's always pumping out stuff. It's like, again, we have, for me, it's just, I don't, I have nothing to hide. Like, I've, you know, I joke around with some trainers sometimes, like, hey, I'm going to steal this from you and, like, use it. <laughs> yeah. And they're, like, they play around with it, like, I steal stuff from you all the time. So it's, like, there's no secret out there. Right. So sharing We're that. We're reinventing much. No, sharing that and people see it and then this is what, or explaining, hey, this is what I learned at PRI or whatever. And always yeah. kind of sharing that that education and that, that next step. I think that's, that's our job, too, to make sure we keep pushing that because, like that's you said, awesome. people could not understand they come in you know 115 120 an hour okay okay what yeah well, then they check social media and they're like oh, okay i get it now this is what how much okay, right i get it and then once you got them there it's it's, it's, it's a little bit yeah they, they feel a little bit like okay i get it in. yeah yeah i yeah. get it uh yeah so you know wrapping up one i want to tell you one i think is is it from my aspect just watching i think it's been cool that you've put yourself out there a little bit too in your journey of like learning golf because mm-hmm. it because it makes you yeah you, you know accessible yeah. makes you normalized yeah right in that vulnerable yeah and putting yourself out there in your experience of getting better golf learning sure. golf yeah putting your swing out there putting how excited you are for playing like that makes you you know when when you get to a point of your expertise where you you become the, a certain status where people are like you're sought out and people looking at you mm-hmm. your media this things sometimes like you said it's it's hard to sometimes you turn yourself into an non-approachable person sure people are like i'm not ready to train with him yeah i'm not ready to with him so i think i think you doing the golf thing really it really levels you out a little bit yeah. it's like oh damn he's learning too oh yeah for sure so that's always, pretty cool to watch i always try to you know share stuff like that because like growing up you know i still in a way you know my baseball background was like that's still in the back of my mind that's how i grew up playing so incorporating that to golf and still learning from you know coaches and yeah. guys like you about the swing sometimes i'm just stubborn like we're you know i don't want to practice it but at the same <laughs> time i have to have empathy for people it's like hey i want to get 
my hip mobility better, but it's just yeah. like, okay, I gave you the drills to do and you still won't do it. So at the same time, it's like, I'm getting drills to do, right. I'm not doing it. So it's just like that, that connection and, and understanding of like, okay, if I want to be respected, yeah, respected in the golf world, I have to at least work on it. I'm yeah. not going to show what I'm not, which is, you know, I play like a nine or a 10, not even that. So playing with buddies, you know, it's been fun, but now I get more serious about it, playing in golf leagues, you know, play with real rules. Like, you know, again, the, your expectations can never be that high for my, in That's my awesome. opinion, for myself. I can't be that high. I got to show fail, failures and when I do good, That's awesome. here's my score. Yeah. I love it. I love, I love keeping it. You got to keep it real keep so it that real. you don't get outside yourself. Right. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So let's just share with the, Hey Robin, share with the audience, uh, where to find you, all your, your media online, obviously where to find you. Yeah. So, Obviously, Instagram is where I do most of my stuff. That's where we've been talking a little bit. Um, Ando underscore PFS is Instagram. That's where I, I do most of my drills, posts. That's where I sell, especially most of my programs and my link tree and my bio, link in my bio. Um, do some Twitter stuff here and there. I get more information from there, talk with other professionals, kind of, again, shoot the shop with them. And then, obviously, our website, premierfitness.com. That's where you see a lot of... Uh, our blogs and information about our training philosophy, a lot of videos just with kind of, you know, highlight reel of kind of what we do. Yep. So that's probably, probably three places to find us and me. Okay. And to get, to get on your schedule, direct contact with you right on Instagram pretty quickly. Yeah. I think and, that, and, yeah, and call in. Yeah. Call in or, okay. you know, usually, you know, people are flying in, especially with waste management coming up and oh, a lot yeah. of people have been getting messages. So it's more of, yeah, time's a little valuable right now, so it's like if we can find a spot, great. If not, class is always an option for people that are coming in town. But yeah, best best way to contact me is through Instagram or yeah. they have my number or email as well. Well, get on it because, like you said, when you're only one man, you only got so many hours in a day. Right. And this guy's hours are filling up. So um, I appreciate you coming down here, Thanks, taking man. time, especially on, your, yeah. especially on your half day off. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Jumping it was, in. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to uh, do it if we didn't. So yeah. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you coming down. And look, uh, Look, look on Premier Fitness Systems website. Look at all the great guys there. We, we share a lot of clients. We send a lot of guys uh, that way because we don't do the fitness. And it's good to have people on board that understand the whole sport and are easy to work with and communicate with so we can all do our jobs better. So, so appreciate you guys. Keep on rocking what you're doing. And uh, appreciate you all listening. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, download it, listen to it, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Till next time. Thanks, guys.